always green around the other side. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. You know it. You've landed right here on 95.5 WSB. You're listening to Green and Growing. Heard every Saturday morning, 6 to 9, on your radio dial, on your smart speaker, on your laptop, your cell phone, however you choose to listen to the show. Thanks for being here. This is an oldie but goodie Last year, I came out of the gate with Celebrity Gardener, a segment that I like to do in the second hour of the show, where I talk to different celebrities about gardening. And this is kind of a compilation of some of my favorites. Play along with some of these games. See how you score. Cal Ripken Jr. All right, I got one more gardening thing before I let you go. And this is this sure. is silly. You got to participate in a silly quiz. We like bird watching, okay? So I'm going to make this easy. There are three teams in Major League Baseball that have birds as their team mascot. So first, we will start with the Oriole. What state yeah. is that the state bird for? You know, I think this is almost like a trick question. <laughs> um, I don't think it's it's uh, Maryland, but um, um, I, I would the obvious thing I would say Maryland. But you, uh, you are correct. You are okay. correct. All right, now the, the blue. So you're easing me into it. Now the blue jay is not the state bird of any of the fifty states, but the blue bird is the state bird for four different states. Name one. Oh, um, Maine. No, give it one more guess. <laughs> <laughs> the blue bird. Mm-hmm. California. Oh, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. We'll go with Nevada and Idaho out west. And now for the easiest, cardinal. The cardinal is the state bird for seven different states, many of which are kind of up by you. So give it a guess. I mean, from the baseball standpoint, the St. Louis Cardinals from Missouri. You know, surprisingly, no, the blue bird is their state bird. How weird is that? That is weird. And the blue jay, I was thinking uh, the Toronto blue jay, so it could have been Canada. Right. Um, So anyway, uh, cardinal in and around us up here. And in the Midwest. You could go either way. There's seven different states. Kansas. Yes, Kansas is one. Illinois and Indiana. Those are pretty good. Illinois and Indiana, yep. Cal Ripken, Jr., thank you so much for taking the time with us this morning. This uh, this has been a fun interview. Ben Bailey. All right, now I've got a game for you. Oh, boy. Yeah, I do. And it's going to be easy. You love gardening? Uh, Maybe, perhaps. (laughs) The fans of the show, Cash Cab, they recognize this. And we're stuck at a red light. And that triggers a red light show. All right, red light challenge. But for my purposes, with your permission, can I do a green light challenge? Because we're green and growing here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Green light green challenge. Light challenge. <laughs> you and I are plowing through the interview, pedaling through. So I need you to name. I've got a list of holiday-specific plants. Whether something about the holiday is in the name or just plants associated with a certain holiday, I just need you to name five. Oh. oh. Uh... That's a tough one. Uh, Christmas tree? Yes. Okay, so it could be trees? Yeah. <laughs> if not... we were in the cab, I would just keep saying Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, that's what people do. Christmas tree. <laughs> They're just going to make it You got that right. one already. Christmas tree. <laughs> um, Valentine is... roses? Yes. Bing, bing, bing. Oh, okay, Two. okay. I, um, mistletoe. Yes. Oh, very good. Three. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you Easter. And I thought Saint I was Patrick's about to be Day. on a roll. I said mistletoe like I had a few more. <laughs> mistletoe and um, Easter lilies. Yes. Ooh. Okay. That's four. 
Oh, that's really one? Yes, Easter Lily, 100%. Yes. 100%. <laughs> that was a total guess. <laughs> and then um, in a few days, we have St. Patrick's Day coming up. Oh, right, and those are clovers, green clovers. Oh, he did it, ladies and gentlemen. You yes. did it. <laughs> Tad and Drex Mornings, B98.5. Y'all remember the game show, $100,000 Pyramid? Yes. Yeah. Dick Clark, back in the day. But we're going to have fun. So two people sit down, and you're prompting your partner, your teammate, to say a phrase of all these individual items you're naming off. So since there's three of you, we're going to kind of circle around. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to do it. And it's all garden-themed stuff. Okay. And y'all are like in simpatico because you're together every weekday morning. Are you trying to say that we're all like... In sync. in unison with each other? Yeah, you oh, should no. be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll see how this goes. So why don't we start with Kara? Okay. You're going to be trying to prompt Drex, your teammate, to say these things. Okay. Um, people. Worms. Um, things that are slimy. No. <laughs> um, shovels. Things that you need to fix your lawn? No. Um... Gosh, I don't Do know. we have a timer on this? A ditch witch? A ditch witch? A, uh, Things that you need for a trench? To uh, dig a trench? Close? To what? Dig a trench? Dig a hole? He said dig. Things that dig? Dig. Oh, okay. I was going. <laughs> I right. was too good at it. <laughs> All right, up next, Drex. Yes. Help your partner Tad out. Okay. Mosquito bites. Things that hurt. Things that itch. Oh, oh, man. I'm good at this, huh? You are good at this. Where am I? <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. That's true. Tad helping his partner, Kara. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Chirp. Birds. Things that birds say. <laughs> wow. Sounds a bird makes. We'll take it. <laughs> I was really hoping Tad was going to have to go down the line and like just start getting crazy with like You're owl sounds. You're cock-a-doodle-doo, and- aren't you? <laughs> All kinds of stuff. All right, Kara. Okay, butterflies. Caterpillars. Things that morph into other things? Dragonflies. Things that fly? Ladybugs. Things that bother you during the summer? Um, things that eat your plants? No. Butterflies. I, I like Butterflies. the morph thing. Yeah. Dragonflies. Ladybugs. <laughs> Female b- insects. No. Things that fly? I just already said things that fly. Well, I'll accept that, though. Will you? So he said female insects. Yes. But why would females like these particular insects? Colorful. Because they're pretty. Oh! <laughs> what? I'm overthinking this. Like, th- is it things that are insects pretty? Insects that are pretty. Insects that are pretty. Quit thinking dragonflies so hard. are not. Pr- yeah, dragonflies are pretty. No, they're Their wings are iridescent. Yeah. And they bother you, and you're in the pool. Kara, That's please, with the multi-syllabic uh, words. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same to me. Okay, Drex, let's see what you got for Tad. Okay. Um. Orchids, um, I don't know a lot of them. That's things the that are tough to grow. Um, let's see, uh, roses, things that blossom, <laughs> bulbs, things with bulbs, uh, things that blossom. Rosemary, in the uh, things that start with R. Mm, roses, <laughs> rosemary, things uh, with thorns, mm, lavender, flowers that flower <laughs> in the spring. They are spring all flowers. flowers. But hey, yeah, rosemary, thyme, oh, things that bother you with allergies. <laughs> Things that make you sad. Things to bring to funerals. Are we out of time yet? Yeah, I think we're out of time. Flowers what is that, that smell pretty. That's what Kara, that was oh it. Oh, my god! I should have let the girl have that one. I sniffed into the microphone. But you did say they give you allergies, right. so I, I probably do need to blow my nose. Okay, thanks for pointing that out. All right, Tad, up next for Kara. Okay, here we go. Carrots, cucumbers, tomatoes, a scarecrow. Vegetables dirt. grown in the garden. Yo, there you go. Buddy. Wow. <laughs> easy, easy. Kara's, Kara's doing pretty good here. Last round, oh, guys. Gosh, this is hard. Wheelbarrow, 
uh, obstacle course things. Wheel, barrow. Wheel, barrow. Keeps. Tractor. Things my father-in-law owns. Things you can buy at Tractor Supply. Cart. Things that you move earth around in. Things that what transport. Wheel, wheel, barrow. Things that you push or ride. Wheel. Things with wheels? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Really? How sad. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I, I didn't, it, this is too. It's too easy. It's hard. Uh, it's too easy. It's hard. I'm getting you guys at the end of your day too. So right. If you're a little brain dead, it's forgivable. It's fine. All right, Drex. Yes. You got Tad. Last round. Make okay. it good. Oh, it's the plants. The red. Um, what do they call those plants? Yeah, poinsettias. Oh, things that are red. Things that are poisonous to dogs, mm. things oh. that you can't eat, things that you have around Christmas time, uh, well, holiday plans. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> oh wow! I mean, he hadn't even gotten to like shamrock. I uh, listen. Easter I know Lily. who I'm working with over That's here. Right. I knew I needed to come fast and furious with the guesses. <laughs> All right, and Tad's last uh, last category for Kara. Okay, pears, apples, fruits, fruits grown in the garden. Where? Pears, Delicious apples, fruits. peaches, trees, fruits that grow on trees. Oh, oh. there we go. How fun was that? That, that was so great. <laughs> Did that I boost y'all's confidence a little bit? Wheelbarrow. Well, it's you in know, the but you don't wheel. say name. But you said it like if I don't get it, don't say the word again. Like who wouldn't want that? <laughs> lawnmower. Now I'm thinking of all kinds of other things. Oh, lawnmower. I didn't even think of that one. Uh, that's right. Steve Craig, 97 won the river. So I've got some trivia for you. Yeah. Ashley School of Green and Growing, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> All right. Green so, thumb knowledge? Yes. There you go. And this is all related to rock and roll. Okay. First of all, what's a rock garden? Any interpretation you have is fine. A rock garden? Sure. It's exactly what we're trying to clean up in the backyard right now. <laughs> <laughs> they have the, they used pebbles, uh, the, the, not pebbles, but the, the big, you know, like uh, golf ball sized yes. rocks to do, I guess, some sort of path and drainage, uh, and that stuff gets impossible to get so, rid of. So pretty much what we have out in the backyard is a rock garden. That's a rock garden. That's mm-hmm. sufficient. How do you roll outside? Uh, with my rock and roll wheelbarrow. Yes, I like yeah. it. Okay. All right, all right, yeah. that works. All right, guitar plant. It is a thing. Just take a guess what continent it's native to. A guitar plant? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a there's a plant who well, he doesn't play guitar, he sings, but <laughs> I, I would think the UK. Oh, oh, that's a good guess. Australia. Yeah. Really? Just a side note, a woody shrub with fern-like leaves and cream-scented flowers. Oh, who knew? A guitar plant. Yeah, we don't have it oh, here. Okay. Okay. All right. Name a band with a flower in the name. Oh, wow. Guns and Roses. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the only one I had written down, and I thought, you know, he'll probably come up with one that I haven't thought of, but that, that works. Uh, a band with a body of water, since we're talking about outdoors. Band with a body of water. I'm trying to think of, like, an actual named body of water, so. Little River Band? That would work. That would work. Atlantic Station? Is that a band? That was, like, a long time ago. Really? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then Beach Boys, but that's not really naming the water, per se, but, yeah. yeah. You know, Oasis, but that's not like classic rock. The band Oasis. Give them a few more years, they will be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> None of us are getting any younger. Okay, stick with me here. Garden, music, garden, music. Rotting logs and leaves are common outdoor hiding spots for this scary creature with pinchers, and it's also a band with the hit Rocky Like a Hurricane. Scorpions. Yes. All right, last one, I yeah. promise. This is, this is fun, isn't yeah. it? A three-leafed plant that makes us itch. 
and also a band with Brett Michaels, formerly called Paris, but now known to everyone as Poison. You passed Le- my quiz. Leaves of three, let them be. Is that right? That's pretty easy. Yeah. So leaves you of see, four, eat some more. Yeah. Oh, oh I don't know that I need any of it. <laughs> but, and then there's a five leaf one that everyone thinks is poison ivy, and they get all scared of it. Virginia creeper. That stuff's harmless. It kind ah. of vines too. Yeah. Harmless. Do you know of a celebrity that's local? Maybe that is a gardener and knows a little thing or two about the outdoors? Hit me up on the Green and Growing WSB Facebook page. Maybe we'll get him on the show. Time to check traffic and weather, and we'll be right back. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. Having fun on the show today. You're listening to 95.5 WSB and that weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. You know the time. It's time to do this. Green and Growing. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. All right, time to get my little notes out here. Number one, sweet corn, squash, tomatoes, and other warm season vegetables can all be planted after the danger of frost. Now, usually we say tax day. That's around April 15th in most of the state. Folks in the mountains may wish to wait a week or two longer. And I'm just picking a random weather station in Alpharetta from the University of Georgia. There's not one like right in the heart of downtown Atlanta. But looking at that, the average last frost date has been as late as April 16th. That was back in 2014, so you can never be too careful. April 12th in 2012, in the last couple of years, it's ranged anywhere from the beginning of March to the middle of April, so you just have to be safe when thinking about your crops. Number two, as the soil temperature gets warmer, add summer annuals to the landscape. Be sure to amend the soil with rich organic matter as good drainage is essential for the survival of tender annuals. And number three, after hostas begin to emerge, I said this about a month ago too, but that's the right time to dig and divide them now if you want to. So if they've gotten too big, a little overcrowded, or you just need to move them around, now's a great time to do that. And hostas are one of those plants that are so resilient, right? You can just dig it up and split it and and share it with others, and I'm going to have to do that very thing. And again, I have found the hellebores. I'm always a big advocate of pushing on Lenten rows and hellebores onto you if you don't like hostas or you find that the deer eat them and you're maybe looking for another perennial that's good for that same kind of area with the shade, stays a little moist, you know, doesn't receive full sun. Hellebores, Lenten rose is something good to consider. Well, I always appreciate you listening to the show. If there's any parts of Green and Growing on Saturday morning that you don't catch live, something that you want to listen to again, maybe that just caught your attention, you're always welcome to go back on WSBRadio.com. Click on On Demand, and right there at the end of the show after 9 a.m., we split up all three hours. You can listen to commercial-free at your leisure. And also, this is super cool. I'm so glad the show is available for download as podcasts, like on Google Play and Spotify, and you can see my little picture right there. That's that's pretty cool. I've had a great time doing this show over the last year and uh a few months, and you know April is a super busy month, so there's a lot to do and a lot that we're going to continue to do right here. So I want you to keep listening. Thanks for joining me on a Saturday morning. I'm Ashley Frasca. Be right back.
Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. And the wait is over. One of my favorite parts of the show. Hearing from you, your calls, your questions, your advice for one another. 404-872-0750. That's the number every Saturday morning to get you through right here to me, Ashley Frasca on Green and Growing. Let's go straight to the phones. Jan in Milledgeville. Good morning, Jan. You've got a question about Centipede Lawn. Thank you. I have, I'm sure you're so tired of hearing this question being asked, but we have a centipede lawn, and it's still mostly dormant right Mm -hmm. now, but not the weeds. There are weeds in there. Uh, As far as control, uh, we can still put things down, pre-emergent, correct. Even though our grass is dormant, the weeds are right out there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Pre-emergence can be applied and actually it's probably a little more ideal when those warm season grasses are dormant because that pre-emergent chemical is going to focus in the first inch or two of soil to get to some of the weeds before you see them. So the ones you see now, you'll just have to spot treat. But yeah, the ones that have not germinated yet, I don't think you're too late to go ahead and do an application of pre-emergence. It certainly wouldn't hurt. Okay, so living in Atlanta or in the Atlanta area, I know you've already recommended bonide weed beater complete, but in Milledgeville, we we have very few places that we can get um, a pre-emergent as opposed to what you would have in Atlanta. Can you recommend some other general pre-emergents that we might be able to? We have a Lowe's here, and that's pretty much it. My suggestion first, Jan, is, of course, to read the label. Make sure what you're using is safe on Centipede Lawn. That and St. Augustine are treated a little bit differently, but... I've reached out to my friend Clint Waltz, turf grass specialist at the University of Georgia. Um, Bear BioAdvanced does have a chemical in it, their pre-emergence, that's not great on grassy weeds, but there is one with a true pre-emergence, he says. It's the Scott's Halt and Crabgrass Preventer. That one's pretty easy to find. Uh, the active ingredient being pendimethalin. And so look for that. That's a long word, but look for that on the bag. And I believe we have Tommy, indicator on the line, who wants to weigh in on this as well. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning. Happy New Year and happy spring. You know, it is a new year. Doesn't it feel like it, Tommy? It really does. Uh, It's like, let's start over. Let's just get this going. Oh, yeah. Was on hold. I caught part of what you were just saying. Uh Uh, There was another product also. Um, It used to be called Bear Advanced. I think they've changed the name to Bio Advanced now. It's in the blue blue bottle. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, they got one called season-long weed control, and it's uh, you know a post-emergent and a pre-emergent. Oh, I like that. And we're okay to do that on centipede. Yeah, it's um, it's in the directions here. I got it on the la- I wrote it on the label here. It's like 0.8 ounces per gallon for centipede in a sprayer. Wow, look at you reading the label while you're on the radio. That's fantastic. That is some talent because I do the same thing. Like I, I Google these labels and kind of read the label just to be very, very specific. So I'm really glad you're doing that. So season-long weed control by BioAdvance, that's another good one. Yeah, I, well, I, I didn't read the label. What I do is I take a marker and I got a little cheater, little cheater uh, stuff I wrote on it. Oh, good. Now, so <laughs> you obviously have centipede lawn. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've talked before. Yeah. You know, I, have, I have a little project across the street from me, a green space I was working on, and I just, I'll, t- I'll try to be brief with it. Um, I was working on it anyway. We have contractors that came in, and, of course, there was a little patch of centipede I'd been playing with for years. And I think the second time they came in, they came in off another job. You could see the stuff falling off the mower when they took them off the uh, trailers there. Right. Of course, that area is just... They've got about 10 different kind of weeds out in that patch right now. 
Uh, so, you know. Oh, which of us don't? I mean, like, yeah. there is no shortage of, I try to do, on, on the Facebook page, I try to do a weed of the week. And, I mean, <laughs> that whole idea went dormant all winter long. And literally, like, three weeks ago, I'm like, oh, time to start posting pictures of weeds again. And I'm like, I've already got maybe five ahead on my camera roll on my phone and I'm like Monday only happens once a week and I've got more weeds than I do days to to introduce a new weed to everybody so you're absolutely right now how are you most successful with keeping the weeds out I mean do you just stay very diligent about using a post-emergent and spraying as you see them or are you a twice a year pre-emergent kind of guy excellent question you've got to just be I mean you've got to be on this on that centipede i don't know how big of an area the lady has Mm -hmm. but one is i always bag oh yeah Yeah, you know and even with that you got to do your mower maintenance i actually um rinse you know flip my mower over and rinse the deck off just push more you know rinse the deck off and all of that years ago i read an article in popular mechanics and you actually take the blade off, you can sand the deck and then spray automotive undercoating under there. Hmm. And that makes it a lot easier to clean it. So I you know, I did that with my mower. Wow. Um, now the other thing is there's a concrete reinforcement. It's not rebar, it's smaller, it, it's a mesh. It looks almost, it's a little bit bigger than a coat hanger. I actually take a little piece of that, Ashley, bend it, put a little piece of duct tape on one end and make a handle, take a grinder or a file, and I make a little pick. Mm-hmm. And I'll go out, the little small weeds, just go out and pop those out. You know, Walter had an old saying, the best fertilizer is the gardener's shadow. That's the truth, isn't it? <laughs> and so I just walk in and, you know, I see little small weeds. I'm, I'm pulling up Harry Buildercrest already. That you know. that's easy to. I mean, I love when when the soil's a little damp, you know, and we've had some rain in the last three, four, five days. That is easy just to pull up that entire thing and roots and exactly. all. You get it by the handful, yeah. Yeah, and and on the dandelions, I mean, this stuff will weaken them. You know, I've shot them and gone back, and you know, you'll see them. They'll come back. They're up and they're smaller, mm-hmm. but eventually, I'll just go ahead and take, uh, you know, that old snake tongue thing, the weeder, and go in there and I pull them up uh, with roots on them over over eight inches long before that's the easiest thing with those because they'll keep they're hard to get rid of yeah and i mean you've got to get that whole long root and it it really is rewarding once you get that whole six to eight inch thing out of the ground you're like look at that (laughs) that that one's not coming back yep Yep. (laughs) now is it possible for you to take a picture of your little contraption and send it to me somehow uh yeah yeah um i mean like that literally has three pieces the thing that you've made well, yeah, the um, the coat hanger is a little weak. You can, I've got a bunch of little things like even the little rod from like a caulking gun. Yeah, I broke one of those one time, and I just kept that little metal rod there. You know, it's already got a little bend on it. Right. And, you know, you can just take a grinder or a file, and you know, just put a good point on it, and it's you know, it's real good to get to those bigger weeds. That you know, is so cool, Tommy. And you're not like breaking your back doing, you know, doing weeding. I mean, once yeah. I get down there on my knees, I'm down for an hour picking weeds by hand, and then I'm so sore I can barely get up. Well, even those little that little fork weeder, I've actually worn those down to where that point's almost gone. You know. Wow! Look at you. I I love it when you when you educate me about what you're doing out there because you you've tried a lot, you've done a lot. So you, I love just even when you say what worked, what didn't. You know, hey. Yeah, right. and I will say also yeah. on a lot of those chemicals, you know, they say they're rainproof in like six hours or 30 minutes or whatever. I always try to shoot for a day when you're not going to have rain for like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. That is, for me, that's always just been the best results. You know, the other stuff, I heard you mention the ortho 
Um, you know, almost all the broad leaves, if you read down on the directions, they'll tell you if they're good or not for centipede. Yeah. But the same thing, I always try to shoot for a full day with no rain. Yeah, I agree. And some some granules, too, they recommend that maybe you do wet the lawn just a little bit before you apply them um, so that it can take a little bit better. That's probably more on like the um, the grassy or the uh, the broadleaf weeds. That way that chemical sticks to those leaves and really does its job. So, yeah, just be mindful again, like Tommy said, read the label because it really gives you directions whether or not to mow before you do it whether or not to wet the grass before you do it and all that. But, yes, for something that's working its way down into the soil and stuff, you don't want it to get washed away with a, a rain that night after you've applied it, sure. So, well, Tommy, I'm glad you called, man. You've made my day. Thank you. Hey, my pleasure. Good talking to you. You too. I'm going to put you on hold. I know you're probably ready to go, but I want you to talk to John because I want to see a picture of that tool. So, Tommy, I want you to email me a picture of that tool that you got. Um, that's going to be really cool. And if you don't mind, I'll share it on the Green and Growing Facebook page, and others can can make their own. I think that's so cool. Good morning to Mike in Stone Mountain. Hey. How you doing? I am great. What's your question about camellias? I've got one that's been here for quite a while, and it's probably about 20 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And I really need to cut it back if possible. The limbs are well whatever you'd want to call them, they're about as big as your arm. Wow. And uh, I was just wondering if you cut it, would it kill it? No, it's it's going to be fine to prune it. Now, what type do you have? Do you have the type that's flowering right now? Yes. Okay, so Japonica. So that's the variety that's blooming now. Sasanqua, those blooms like back in October, November. So prune after it's finished blooming. Um, but if you need to drastically reduce the size, which it sounds like you do, that may be kind of a two-year job because at most you want to just remove one-third of the plant. So like right now you could take it back by about 30% and then do another round later. And make sure you've got sharp, sharp pruners too, Mike, because you know we want to make very sharp, distinct cuts so that we don't invite fungus or disease or anything into cuts that are just poorly made. So, in other words, just uh, do it gradually, like you say, in, in, in two or three steps, mm-hmm. and not all at once. And how, if I cut some now, when when should I cut the other? Wait a year or yeah, I would say bringing it back. Yeah, when it's finished blooming here in the next little while, do a third, and then maybe late summer, early fall, you could do another. You might lose some buds. Um, doing it then so you might not have as much of a show come this time next year but that might be another time because early fall it's still going to have a chance to you know new growth that it'll put out at that time will be hardy enough by time the cold weather comes along where it won't damage it and you asked me when it blooms uh what are there like two types yep um sasanqua camellias the blooms look a little different and they bloom in the fall, so October, November. Mine's a tree form. Um, and then Japonica, they bloom anywhere from January to March, and those have more of a rose-looking kind of bloom. Yes, um, and I yes, think... like you have, if it's a, just a large, large shrub type, yeah, that's that's definitely Japonica. And what about uh, other plants like uh, azaleas or uh, gardenias and all? When is the best time to cut those back if you need to kind of drastically bring them back into shape yeah so anything like that after it flowers after it flowers is the best time to do it 
azaleas, you can definitely do some rejuvenation pruning right now, but you will lose flowers that are going to be coming out in the next few weeks. But this is a great time for rejuvenation pruning. It's going to be full and green in the next few months, and you'll just lose flowers for a year. So, Mike, really good questions. Got a scoot? We'll be right back on WSB. got time here on Green and Growing as we approach the top of the hour to take a call. Keeping the deer out of the plants. Lottie and Conyers, hey, good morning. Hey, how you doing, Ashley? Oh, so the deer are pretty, but you don't want them, do you? <laughs> oh, they're not pretty to me because they <laughs> eat up everything. Is there anything I can get to spray around or put around so they'll stop eating the blooms off of my everything? As soon as it blooms, they come at night and bite all the blooms off. They do. And do you have any fencing in the yard? No. Okay, because even, yeah, fencing too, like, my goodness, I think they can jump an eight-foot fence just about, so you'd almost have to have a fortress around your landscape to really keep them out. Um, these are two products I have not used, Lottie, so I can't speak firsthand for them, but Deer Scram is one. Deer what? Deer Scram, S-C-R-A-M, like Scram, beat it. Um, that's a, oh, that's okay. a repellent, like a granular repellent. Right. Um, and also Deer Away is another one that I've heard Walter talk about. And I've had success keeping the rabbits and Deer Away with Melorganite. Now, Melorganite's a slow-release fertilizer, kind of like a sewage base. I don't know exactly right. how they I, manufacture I buy it. That, yeah, so Melorganite, it's got that smell, that human that, right. smell to it, and they don't like that. And, and you're kind of, you know, benefiting the plants at the same time by sprinkling some fertilizer. You don't want to overdo it. Um, And then just really considering a landscape like lilies or things like that, that they're not holly, that they're not going to bother with. I know that may mean giving up some of the plants that you really like, but, you know, kind of being proactive and thinking, okay, well, there's there's lists from the University of Georgia and on Walter's website of deer resistant plants and nothing's guaranteed but ones that they just don't prefer. They don't prefer things with like textured leaves and things like that. So next time you're in the nursery, kind of maybe mix up what you're looking at to put out in the landscape too. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope that's at least a good start. And, you know, if some of the plants that you just really, really love, if you could plant those in containers and have it such that you can move the containers, of course, you don't want to do it every night. But having those beautiful gardenias or something like that in a pot that you can enjoy maybe closer to the house, on a deck, on a balcony, on a patio, and that way you still get the joy and the beauty of those, but they're closer to the house, which means less likely the deer are going to mess with them. It's Green and Growing on WSB. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.